Welcome to the Hublot Fusion podcast. For the Football 2021 edition, we're talking to renowned names in the world of football through our 12 values of victory. Enjoy the series. Hello, today you join me on the Hublot Fusion podcast, Football 2021 edition with two grounded, successful people with a sharp awareness of the world outside of sport. They embodied dedication, altruism and a new era of victory for England. They foster a culture of inclusivity and open-mindedness. One is the fastest British woman in history, 200-meter world champion and four times European champion. The other has over 50 caps for England as a player and as a manager led his country to the semi-final of the 2018 FIFA World Cup. A first in nearly three decades. I'm Anne Lorbonnet and I welcome Dina Asher-Smith and Gary Southgate. So today we're here to talk about the universal value of non-discrimination and how it symbolizes the daily challenge of your actions. Let's begin by giving a definition, your definition of non-discrimination. Dina? Um, for me, non-discrimination would be, yeah, inclusion and making sure everybody feels welcome and safe and, I guess, able to just be themselves in whatever environment that is. Dina captures it well. I would just add that everybody feels treated fairly, um, that everybody has the same opportunities and for us with the team, that everybody feels they can be themselves. When was the first time you actually met, let's say, met discrimination? Was it on the field? Was it in your everyday life? Dina? Yeah, definitely as a woman, as a black woman, um, definitely experienced discrimination of various forms throughout my life. But um, I always try and choose to even though those things are frustrating and those things are, are sometimes not very nice to have to go through, I try and always have a positive outlook and I try and kind of just be myself and be the best version of myself in the face of, of anything and not lose my character in spite of, of whatever is going on around me. I've obviously not had the, the journey that Dina has, but my teammates have. So when I was a young player at Crystal Palace, probably 50% of the team were black. They suffered a lot of discrimination from the crowd, for example. What I wasn't so aware of was actually just the day-to-day -day way that lads were treated differently, the lack of opportunities or the different way they were looked at. Those things you don't even think about as a white person growing up that my teammates were experiencing. And it was a real eye-opener to me. The beauty of sport is that generally it's a meritocracy. It's why we have such diversity in our teams, because people are purely judged on their ability, their capability to work within a team. What's important for me as a coach is less about whether we're giving people a fair opportunity in those moments because we pick the best team, but more that people can be themselves and recognizing that everybody's background, whether they're from different religions or different groups of society, different parts of the country. And we want everybody to feel that they can be themselves so that when they're off the field, they feel relaxed and comfortable, which means that when they're on the pitch, they can perform to the best of their ability. 
Tina, is that a way of inclusion, being yourself? Yeah, definitely. I feel like um, if everybody wants to be truly included, they have to be seen as who they truly are. It is just all about being doing your personal best. And however you get there has to be individual. Nobody's really comparing and contrasting because everybody is just doing what they can do to achieve their personal best. There's no right way to do anything. And that means you honestly can't tell people what they should be or what they should be doing. I think in our sport, inclusion is very natural because at the end of the day, the gun goes and it's the fastest person. So as Gareth said, it is it is a meritocracy and it's a numbers game. So it doesn't matter how you do it. If you win the race, you're the best. <laughs> <laughs> and you know a lot about being the best, right, Dina? Um, how can we take that from sport and put it into society? General culture and society can take a lot away from sport in general. And I think that, yes, inclusion would be one of the things, definitely, because at the end of the day, as we've said, sport is a way of expressing yourself and it's a way of seeing how far you can take your body and how good you can be. And that is purely personal. So as I said, you can't change the way that anybody is because, you know, everybody's different and everybody does excellence differently. So to exclude people or to try and tell them how to do it would be unwise. That would be great if if people just felt very comfortable in their own skins across society, because that's where a lot of my confidence comes from in sport is the fact that, yeah, I might not be the same build, the same height. We've all got different paths, different ways of getting there. But um, the end product is pretty much all the same. <laughs> And I think, yeah, society could take something from that because um, at the end of the day, we're all human. We're all the same. Essentially, we are all one. And um, yeah, we just shouldn't treat people differently. I would just add, at this moment in time, we're all being affected by something, possibly for the first time, that everybody is is feeling the impact. Everybody is being affected across the world. And it just shows that how important it is for us to all work together. So for me, what Dean is talking about, where everybody working together, We, we can all come out of this in a much better place. And that's, that should be our aim as we move forward. Dina often goes to school to speak with young girls and boys about her story, her values, but they usually don't ask questions about inclusion. I think it's hugely powerful that Dina recognizes that maybe she, she doesn't purposely go in to discuss those topics. But the fact that you're the person in there talking about it, the way you present yourself and you're role modeling what's possible for young girls, young women. That's hugely powerful because I've got a daughter who you're always hoping that they'll find role models that they can aspire to. And sometimes because of the culture of magazines and photographs being doctored and all those sorts of things, it is a concern for, for young women. So when they are able to see somebody successful, confident, they can see that's possible without even talking about it, you're actually having a big impact on them. Oh, thanks. Make me blush. Thank you. <laughs> um, is inclusion one of the keys when it comes to coaching a football team? I mean, you have so many different players. How do you create a group? The first thing must be non-discrimination. Yeah, I mean, of course, we have the discrimination of them all coming from different clubs. <laughs> which, which You can't do anything always... about that. <laughs> so... Um, One of the things we have to do is, you know, as soon as we walk through the door, we take off the club shirt and we put on the England badge. And then you're, you're trying to build a, an environment where they're working and fighting for each other. And 
I think that's one of the things that our players have really embraced in the last few years. We want the team to be a reflection of English society and we're certainly more diverse than any previous England football team. We don't actually totally reflect society because there's some communities that aren't represented in our team yet, but there are young players starting to come through as well. What's beautiful for me is when I travel around, the response and reaction I get is from every part of our community. And that's a really positive um, motivation for me as the manager. The football players are role models for so many young kids. Dina has also huge responsibility as an icon. Would you expect something special from Dina? I don't know, being a role model for your daughter, maybe. Like I said earlier, there are lots of limitations put on young girls as to what's possible in life. Now we can see in every walk of life, young women achieving so much talent that in the past perhaps wasn't given the opportunity. Whenever you see highly motivated, driven women achieving, and Dina is a brilliant example, young girls will look at that and think that's possible. It transfers to other walks of life. Daring to dream and that daring to think of what's possible is a really important mm. mindset. And, and that applies actually to young boys as well. Youngsters, until they see it, don't necessarily know what, what they might be able to do in their lives. To go back to inclusion, what can we do to maybe open up some people's minds? You're both new faces of England winning. How can we put that into society, winning against discrimination? It's probably about the fact that you can achieve anything you want to, you can be anything you want to, and that like life is limitless, we are limitless, you know, all those fun tag words, all that great energy, and just doing that in the face of any obstacles. Yeah, there could have been stages in my process or elements in my life that could have been easier, and that's not right that that happened to me. But I think all we can kind of ever do is just possibly try and be the best examples of ourselves be a source of inspiration and be hopefully something when I perform that puts a smile on people's faces. And when they go and search for me, I've also been honest about my journey, the ups, the downs, as you're talking about inclusion, discrimination, injuries, setbacks, pressures, uh, things when I just quite frankly messed up, you know, you've got to be honest. And I think that's how you're going to empower the next generation to try and be the best that they can be. And in empowering as many people as possible, you also will foster inclusion because apart from the more structural things and people putting barriers in people's way, which needs to be addressed and taken out, but also the fact that there are limits are put on certain sections of society, that is exclusion. So by breaking those limits, that, that is also a way of making sure everybody can, yeah, just be their best self. Just brilliant messages there. And um, this reality of anybody that's successful has failed so many times and I think sometimes young people don't realize that they look at people who are a, are a success and think their lives have just been oh they must have been good all the way through oh. we've all suffered the pain of defeats and the pain of injuries and the pain of criticism it's the ability to come back from that and to go for it again often determines how far because people don't want to step out of that that comfortable area and it, it can get, it can hurt you know losing and the pain of losing and the pain of not succeeding failing is is horrible all the time. and you don't want to get out of bed <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, and I think you, you'll see 
you know, people that run businesses that have failed and have had to come back and start again. And that's a hard thing to do, but you, you can still get there. So when young people fail, they shouldn't worry about that. They should just, it's important that we let them know that's part of the journey. And that's, it's what you learn from those things that make you better at the end. Thank you so much to both of you for those amazing and inspiring moments. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, that was Thank a lovely you. chat. Thank you. Thank you for joining the Hublot Fusion Podcast Football 2021 Edition. Throughout the tournament, we'll be talking with more renowned names in the world of sports and their value of victory. Visit us on hublot.com to discover the whole series of podcasts. Thank you.